in the San Francisco Bay Area, Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade. And each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That's exactly what we do every single week without fail. You know what? Over a decade ago we met. And when we uh, first started hanging out, we had this co-worker named Hazel. Remember Hazel? Yeah. <laughs> she had a baby this morning. What? Did you? Yeah, she had a baby this morning. Strangely, the baby has less of a baby voice than Hazel. <laughs> Hazel talk like this. And she'd be like, if I said something offensive, she'd be like, not cool, Joe. Not I only cool. remember your voice of her. I don't remember. <laughs> so, much like, when about you imagine her, you imagine my voice coming out? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, Mike Lawson, what you doing? That's cool. She would say that's cool. She didn't say that's cool. She said, that's, that's cool. But it's been like ten years since we've even like seen her in in the flesh. So I know well, it's, it's been ten years since I did that voice. I always love when I can dig up old voices of mine. Like that's cool, you know, like those voices. I like Trevor. We did Trevor a couple of weeks ago, and you're like um, impersonation comics that are so excited about Hillary possibly becoming president because they have a really good bill. Do you know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, I I've got Bill Clinton down. So. Well, Adam De La Pena, friend of the show, Adam De La Pena, has always said, I'm the king of the useless impression. So that I do these amazing impressions, but it's all people nobody knows. Hmm. Like, I do a killer impression of my friend Mercedes, her ex-boyfriend from over 10 years ago. <laughs> you just find different reasons to bring him back up yeah. in conversations so that you could do the impersonation? I do. Well, whenever he comes up naturally, like, his name was Peter, and he was like, he uh, talked like this, you know, and uh, he, was, he, was, he wasn't even from uh, like New York or anything like that, but he was like from like San Francisco or the Bay Area, and he talked like this, you know, like, hey, Joe, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's cool. <laughs> like, he would do these long pauses. Another great one that whenever, it, 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 my friend Jonathan used to date a guy named Jason, mm-hmm. and I loved, like, when they broke up. The bit that I was so sad because that meant the end of the Jason voice, which isn't. <laughs> Jason actually recently moved to DC, so he comes up in Jonathan's life again. But oh, I love it when he does. He'd be like, J- Jonathan, make like, oh, I saw Jason. I'm like, Jonathan, what are you doing? How's your friend Joe? <laughs> That's how Jason talked. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jason doesn't even remember you exist. Well, what's funny is what I. No, he does. He'll be like, how's Joe? How's he doing? You know, and uh, what's funny about Jason, though, is because Jason worked for me for a while, like for two years. And it was always, a, a, you know, I liked having Jason. He was a he was, Jason has like emotional problems, I think, you know, 
Yeah. And so, yeah, but he was like, he had like crazy mood swings. It was always a problem where with Jonathan, actually. So he worked for me, and he, but he, he was nice to the kids. It was funny, though, because Jason is very attractive, like very, very handsome. The the voice don't be fooled by the voice. J- Jason was actually very attractive, so all I, it was actually good for business because all these like young girls would sign up for the class, thinking one a Jason was straight, and b uh, that they just wanted to be in Jason's class. I'm like, go ahead, <laughs> okay. All the girls go to Jason later. I would like to, anyone listening, I would like to tell you that right before we started, Joe was like, this episode's all you, you just do everything, I don't have any stories, and I mentioned Hazel, and then 10 minutes later, he's like, telling us about friends of friends, and their personal stories. Mike Lawson's an asshole. <laughs> Wait, anyway, okay. what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? You're right, this show is all about Mike Lawson. So, Joey, I have this roommate named Mario, you remember him, right? We've talked, Yo, you've met him. I've met Mario. Yeah, so we did Disneyland um, last summer for his birthday. We went golfing for his birthday. He's been in sto- catching up stories here and there, right? Um, I wouldn't. I think some of my stories, I'm like, oh, he's so annoying. But I don't think that's actually the case. I think I need to rephrase that and say, I get annoyed with him. It's me. It's something in me that is annoyed by him. Right? I've met him. I can understand getting annoyed by him. And to be perfectly honest, I feel like he's a f- good friend. And I can handle him in small doses, like dinner, a drink or two at the bar, right? And you go 10 years. Right. And then <laughs> take a couple months off. Totally. Yeah. But we haven't hung out in a long time. And a couple of weeks ago, he was like, you know what? We haven't really spent a lot of time together. We should hang out soon. We should catch up. Okay? Okay. And he's like, let's start a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> what is this? Like going, if I, I challenge him to a duel. <laughs> I call it catching up with Mike and Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, we haven't hung out. And so I was expecting like dinner or something soon. Okay. So this past weekend, Saturday morning, it's like 10 a.m. I'm kind of being lazy. I've been binge watching The Comeback, this Lisa Kudrow show. Do you know this? Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. So I've been binge watching that. I'm in bed. It's 10 a.m. I haven't even got out of bed at all. And I get a text. Ding, ding. And it's Mario. And he's like, hey, what are you up to today? So I'm certain he's going to say, like, let's do lunch or something like that. Because we just had that conversation a few days before about how we need to catch up. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's Saturday morning. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing anything today. I have no plans. What are you up to? And he's like, I had to go into the office. I had to go into the office, but my car is at the shop and I need to use it tomorrow. But I don't think I'll be able to get there before it closes. Would you mind going to pick it up for me? (laughs) And I felt trapped because I just said I had no plans. Mm -hmm. Because in my head, I'm like, we're going to go to brunch or something. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So I said I would go do it. Okay. But Joey, his auto shop is not close to my house. I've I've been there before. Um, there was I don't know a couple months ago. His car was in the shop, and we were gonna go out, and so we went to the shop first, picked it up, and then went out. Mm-hmm. So it's not super close, maybe like two miles away. But I, again, I told you I'm not doing anything, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna walk there. Yeah. So I walk two miles, um, and when I get to where I think it is, I can't find it. Like. Maybe they moved the shop or something. I don't know. I just could not find it. So I'm going back and forth in the street. It's hot out, by the way. 
and San Francisco hot, so it's like 85 degrees. But yeah, you're still, like, oh it's my like, God, it's like 85. <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, so I text Mario and I'm like, hey, what's the place called? I'm near there, but I can't seem to find it. No response, no response, no response. Like, Joey, 20 minutes. So at this point, I'm ready to just go home. I was going to text him and say like, hey, I tried, but you're going to have to do it yourself because I can't find it and you're not texting back. And it's hot and I'm sweaty. So I'm, I finally sit down and like start Google searching like Toyota places because I thought it was there was no Toyota shop in this neighborhood, this area that I thought it was. Um, finally, he does text back, though, and he gives me the address. And it, I was just looking on the wrong block, but it mm-hmm. was really close. Yeah. And then he texts Joey and he was like, hey, I tried to make the payment to the to pick up the car over the phone, but they don't take phone payments. So you're going to have to pay for it, too. Will that be OK? Oh, my God. I'm fucking pissed because, like I said, I thought I was going to brunch. Yeah. And then now here I am sweating on the side of the street, picking up a car for someone. And then I'm going to have to pay for it, too. Mm-hmm. So I asked him how much. And it was 35 bucks, which yeah, is not a, not a big deal. But still, and when he first asked, I was like thinking it was going to be like 300 bucks or something. Um, yeah. And so I agreed to get his car. I pay for it. Yada, yada, yada. That's kind of the the whole story. But then um, when he gets home, I give him the keys. Um, He immediately writes me a check for the 35 bucks because he's nice. But then he's like, hey. Writes you a check? Yeah. So he's like, hey. Wait, wait, let's get back to this. Who writes a check in 2015? Yeah, I have checks to – I pay my rent in a check. I don't think a lot of people even pay rent in checks, to be honest. But I do. Um, Anyway. He gets home, he rents a check, and he's like, I owe you, we should do dinner or drink soon. And in my head, I'm like, no thanks, I just had my, <laughs> I just had my dose of Mario, right? So I don't, I'm done for a while again. But um, he got his car and all is right in the world. This is Mario, he's a crazy person. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> What's up with you? Do you have any stories to talk about? Any f- times this week that you've frantically called me or anything? <laughs> Well, I'm actually going to. I'm, I have a lot to talk about here. This is both of these stories actually are not really like stories per se, where they're like sit down and I'm going to weave a tale for you. The stories right. themselves are actually short, but I think they'll prompt very good discussions. Uh, Mike, do you remember a couple of weeks ago I told you a story about uh, friend of the show Trevor, and we went to the Hollywood Bowl? Yeah, of course. And how he's the worst person on the planet, and he <laughs> left his um, his. <laughs> Uh, picnic basket and yeah. yelled at an Uber oh, yeah, driver. Yeah, you remember, yeah, we went to the picnic yeah. basket. It's important because, you know, this stuff comes up. We went to the Hollywood Bowl. There was a giant picnic basket. Uh, he we sprayed were, his white privilege over everybody. We, we sprayed his white privilege, yeah, white privilege all over the place. And we were big trying to get this food in this crowded space. And he left the picnic basket there and mean to the Uber yeah. driver, all that. Meanwhile, the tickets were free for you and he didn't have to invite you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, by the way, uh, we'll get back to that. So I get this uh, text message from Trevor the other day, and he's like, um, I'm listening to the show. It's so good. You guys are so <gasps> funny. Right? And I'm like, oh, God. Right? What brought this on? So I'm like, oh, thanks. You know? And I'm like, oh, please don't go to the previous episode. Please don't go to the previous episode. And then he's like, um, 
He's like, oh my god, no, this story's so funny, and oh, Mike had the best line here when he said this, and you know, Mike, you and Mike are really good together, and your sound quality is so good, and and I was like, oh, okay, thanks, you know. And meanwhile, I'm like, that's why I frantically call Mike. And I go, oh my god, Trevor is listening to the show, right? Right. And you told the story thinking he wouldn't listen, so like, I think your panic wasn't. I like. I don't think. Uh, going back to it, I haven't listened since you freaked out, but I don't think you said much that was like really offensive. But I think it is kind of weird when you tell a story about someone thinking they'll never hear it, and then you find out that they are listening to well, it. Well, yeah, you start questioning. Yeah, you start questioning everything that you've said. Like, f- but but you know that because the same thing even happened because friend of the show Paul has started listening to the show, but. I mean, oh, I yeah. thought about it a little bit, but I haven't really said anything bad about Paul at all. Like, there's nothing bad to say about Paul. No. So, th- I was not even stressed at all. But Trevor, I was like, oh, my God, there's that episode with the Hollywood Bowl, you know? So, um, I'm freaking out. I call Mike, and we were debating the the odds that he would go to that episode. So, you know, I decide I'm going to call Trevor to sort of suss out the situation. So, I call Trevor, and he's like, hello. And we chit-chat about the show, you know. Hey, queen. Hey, queen. <laughs> And uh, we're chit-chatting. And I go, what made you start listening to the show? And then he told me the name of a mutual friend. And, Mike, you know this person, too. Mm-hmm. This person emailed Trevor and said, Joe talked about you on a recent episode of his podcast. Do you listen to his podcast? Here's the episode. You should listen to it. <laughs> but in this person, I, I don't know why you're not saying it's a woman, but in this person's defense, she... Didn't see anything wrong with like if you really were like I don't know saying something offensive or mean she, I doubt she would have done that so in her eyes she's like ah oh, listen to this they joked about you yeah so I think that what you're trying to say is like why would she do that but I think she did it because she didn't see anything wrong with yeah it. so here so then I as I so then at this point I realize he's gonna listen to the episode he's gonna go back until he finds Easily, the episode yeah. right yeah so I listen to the episode. And you're right. It actually, I'm going to say this. I stand by everything that I said. In fact, here's what's even funnier and even grosser. I was laughing at my own stories. Like, (laughs) I was like chuckling to myself. Oh, that's funny. Right? I was laughing. Right? There's one part that I wish I could take back. And here's the thing. Before I even get to this is, so Trevor does listen. Yesterday morning, all I get is a text message that says, white privilege ellipses. That's all it says. Do you think that's him trying to, like, explain why you're, like, you're, like, he's awful, he did this, he did that, and he's, like, yep, my white privilege. Well, I did get another text message from him way later in the day, and it said, um, I forgot about the Joe satire. Huh, yeah. So, I get that. Those are the only two responses I've ever had. So, I have no idea what his real thoughts on the show were. Again, you and I know Trevor. And so, and and I talked to other friends about this too, is strangely, and I'm going to say not a lot of nice things about Trevor now too, he does have a very good sense of humor about himself. (laughs) 
right? Yeah. Is this when you put in all the compliments you wish you said in the last? Well, episode? no, because I'm I'm gonna <laughs> no. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is where I think it's gonna be an interesting discussion. He's am, super generous. He always invites me to the Hollywood Bowl, yeah, and I'm so no, you're thankful right. you're for right. it. No, I'm I'm a, no. But here's the thing. This I'm glad you're behaving this way because the reason I'm bringing this up is I am man enough to realize when I need to apologize, and I don't need to apologize. There's just one part, and has nothing to do with Trevor. When I listened to it, I laughed the entire time. Mm-hmm. Except for the one part at the very end, this is the only part I wish I could take back. At the very end, you were like, "So no second date," and I was like, "No." And I, he wants to go to lunch, and I won't go to lunch with him, and I'm going to try and avoid that. That's the one part. That's the one part I wish I could take away. Everything else still stands. I stand by. That's that one part. Well, that that was really cunty. And for and Trevor's never asked for an apology. I'm sorry about that part. That's the one part I'm sorry about. And I am man enough, and there are people listening who will know what I'm talking about. I'm doing a dog whistle right now. I am man enough to know when I say something on my show that I need to apologize for it, and I'm apologizing for it. And Trevor's never asked for an apology. I personally don't like the way I sounded on that show. Now, and I will and I will back it up with compliments. Everyone should know a couple of things about Trevor. One, he's extremely generous. As I've told you, Mike, before, I don't know if I told you privately on the show, whenever we do the Magic Castle GoFundMe, he's the first one to donate. He donates a significant amount of money. He has invited me to the Hollywood Bowl. He, You know what? And also, too, because someone said, like, well, why do you... if you know, after the Hollywood Bowl story, why do you hang out with him? And I was like, I always have this memory. And I remember when we went as the, oh no, you, were you working there? We all went to Puerto Vallarta for uh, a company no. trip. That was a year before I worked there, I think. So we go to this Puerto, Vall- Puerto Vallarta for a company trip. And I got Montezuma's Revenge like nobody's business. And in fact, it's one of, I mean, there's many reasons to hate the song Mambo Number no. 5. But I was like, delirious in bed and my room was by the pool and all they played did was play that fucking mambo number five over and over and over again by the pool and trevor was my roommate and trevor and i don't think i know anybody else who would do this was such a sport and he like took care of me he was like a nurse (laughs) i remember waking up from like a like being passed out from like delirium from losing all my fluids and like he was just going like, <laughs> "Can I get you anything? What do you need? Uh, are you okay?" And like would bring me stuff and like took care of me. So I always remember that. And he is a really good guy. He just leaves his giant picnic box places and talks during movies, and uh, <laughs> and whatnot. So that's I do want to say that. And I feel badly that I said the the part at the very end. Everything else that was fucking true with this fucking like the mean mean to the Uber driver and stuff like that. But look, hey. White privilege. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? you have any thoughts on apologies, Mike Lawson? Do you ever think it's good to apologize? Do you have any stories about apologies? Um. Well, I went through apologies with um a couple years ago when we were doing some racial sort of jokes. And when I say we, I mean you. And me, I my role in it was to not tell you that what you were saying was not okay with me. So I've gotten a little bit better at that, but I've had to apologize to people about that. Oh, I don't I don't and, apologize for those jokes. You're crazy. Well, I wasn't apologizing for your jokes. I was apologizing for me not saying that what you were saying was hurtful to people I cared about. Rod Kyle. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. Rod Kyle, who, and I will be hurtful to Rod Kyle still, who had a big problem and and uh, said things about like, oh, uh, I don't like white guys who fetishize Asian people and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, this uh, gay guy, I almost said the F word there, this gay guy is going around fetishizing, fetishizing white people. It takes two to tango, Rod Kyle. Go fuck yourself. I hate Rod Kyle. Thank you. Um, Joey, so the owners of my house I live in, and I might have to whisper a little bit because I think one of them's here. <laughs> the owners of the house that I live in, there's two guys named Ricardo and Alex. We've talked about them before. This is, this is all about my roommates this uh, episode. I know. That's me. why I was chuckling right now. Um, they just had a baby. We talked about that. And we've also talked about how in the past they argue a lot, right? Oh, they do? Yeah, all the time. Oh, I didn't know. Um, and in a weird way, like... Right after the baby was born, they stopped fighting. So the like baby actually did solve some of that. Um, but I think a good portion of that was because uh, they were taking shifts to take care of the kid. So they were basically doing half on, half off. So they never saw each other. They never talked to each other. Yeah. So they so they didn't fight uh, during that time. But Joey, that's all changed. Oh, we're back to normal. Good. They argue about everything. And it's gotten to a point where I sort of feel like an embarrassed kid when with like their parents are arguing. The other day, Steve and I were in the kitchen and the Mm -hmm. two of them, Alex and Ricardo, started arguing. Alex wanted to go to the mall to look at like, I don't know, he needed like a new suit or something. And they're like full on yelling at each other and just being mean, 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 mean. And um, by the way, too, Alex is... Uh, kind of like a really witty, sassy gay. And mm-hmm. Ricardo's English is not perfect. So it's sort of like not a level playing ground either. And that is awful because like Alex can be so mean. And then Ricardo like struggles to like keep up. You know what I mean? Um, But we're sitting there and they're like arguing. And I feel like I need to apologize to Steve. Because I'm like, sorry, my parents are fighting. Yeah. Dude, let's let's go upstairs. They're not always like this. Is it like, like how just, how hardcore are these fights? So they don't always like scream scream. A lot of times it's just like me they say really mean things to each other. Um but it's not my fight, it's not my relationship, so I don't at the end of the day I kind of feel like, well, that's their business and whatever. So a few days ago I'm downstairs talking to Alex and Ricardo and um Oh, no, I was with Alex, and Ricardo walks in, and he's carrying, like, a bunch of produce. There's, like, a farmer's market down the street, and he's like, I got a bunch of organic produce to make into baby baby food, because they've been doing that. <laughs> to make into babies. <laughs> baby food. Yeah. So, they've been doing that, and Alex looks at it, and there are, um, like, three or four plantains in the bag, and he's like, these aren't bananas, they're plantains. And Ricardo's like, so? And then Alex is like, you can't eat plantains without cooking them. These aren't for the baby. And then Ricardo's like, <laughs> totally, like, obviously lying. He's like, oh, I know. Those those are for me, though. <laughs> After he just proclaimed that the whole bag was for baby food. Yeah. He's like, oh, I know. Those, those are for me. Alex and, isn't completely right, by the way. Well, you can't mush them into baby food the way they have with bananas. Well, you can um, once they ripen completely. But anyway, I'm like, out of here. Like, goodbye. Bye, okay? later. Cut to so, my get in the fight. I'm like, excuse me, Alex, you're not completely correct. Once they ripen, they become sweet, and you can mush them. So last night, late last night, Joey, I'm talking like um, 
180. Oh, by the way, that fight about plantains got really heated. I could hear them yelling. And I text you a picture. It's a screenshot from Ricardo's Facebook. Uh-huh. Will you look? Will you please look at it? I saw it. He posted that to his Facebook while they were fighting. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> Do you think Alex beats Ricardo? I don't I have <gasps> no idea. Oh, you paused. No, I don't think so. I just don't. In my head, I've never thought of that. I've. Is so. Um. By the way, we're doing a podcast, so maybe we should mention what the picture is. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so on his Facebook, he posted a picture of a man with his hand up. It's a silhouette. It's like a stock image of a man with his hand up and a woman who clearly just got slapped. It's just a silhouette, though. So bizarre. And then, Joey, that, so that's like five days ago, okay? Yeah. So late last night, uh, I, I'm sleeping. It's probably like 1 a.m., give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hear commotion. And when I sleep, I listen to podcasts lately. Um not ours, though, because it's so exciting. It keeps me up. But some of the other snoozy ones. And I'm hearing commotion outside of my room. So I turn the podcast down so I can, like, eavesdrop. And I hear them yelling. And maybe they're drunk. I'm not sure. And I'm not even joking, Joey. I hear Alex yell, you bought fucking plantains, idiot. Are they <laughs> it's still, been still five days. Fucking plantains? Five days. How do you live in a relationship like that? There are people who they just never get over it. Like, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I have uh, this these friends. Um, we'll call them. Let's call them John and John. <laughs> we'll call them Mary and Frank. Right? It's a it's a straight couple. Oh, it's not. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah, Mary and Frank. Uh, they will fight. All they bicker all the time in front of people. All it's super uncomfortable. I think a lot like Ricardo and Alex, right? Yeah. But there is time. Sometimes you know how I am. I like to fucking push buttons and start shit, right? And I was just thinking the other day how even now, maybe over ten years later, if I wanted to start a fight between Mary and Frank, all I would have to do is bring up the time that like twelve years ago, <laughs> um, uh-huh. Frank went to a bachelor party. And he was the last guy that the limo was going to drop off. Uh-huh. And so the, the they lived like one block off of a major street. So he Frank told the limo driver, oh, just drop me off here at the corner of the major street and his house. And he walked a block home. Right. That's it. That's just, that's And then <laughs> Mary was like, who the fuck does that? He's a fucking limo driver. You just have him drop him off in front of your house. Why are you fucking walking a block? Because you want to. He's like, I was just trying to be nice. If I wanted to, Mike, years and years later, I could just be like, oh, well, remember when Frank got dropped off a block away from the from the house? Oh, it would. The fight would come back like it did twelve years ago. Yeah, that's funny. My parents bicker over. Maybe this is a sign of a solid relationship. They bicker. I'm not even joking. I've heard them fight for like an hour plus about if they bought something at Walmart or Walgreens. My mom's certain it's Walgreens. She could probably find the receipt. My dad knows it was Walmart because they also bought something else that they can only find at Walmart, not Walgreens. Hour wasted, Joey. Just back and forth. But I feel like their relationship is really strong. Yeah. I wonder if this Sometimes is a sign that's how people, of That's how people just deal with things. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's not my life, That's but it's the life I live next to, and 
it gives me anxiety sometimes. <laughs> but would you, would you apologize? Let's let's say it's you, and you have your friends around, and you see that. Like, is that? Am I wrong to feel like I need to like acknowledge it with my? Well, I think you need. Friends, I don't think you need to apologize. You didn't do anything, but I would acknowledge it and be like, okay, let's get out of here. All right, later, guys. Yeah. So, what else is up with you? A few weeks ago, wow, maybe months ago, actually, um, my friend Naomi, who does tutoring up north, she had called me and said, "Hey, listen, there's this kid that I work with. He just graduated from high school. He's gonna go to uh, Harvard, and like, he would like to do some extra work. He's really amazing at like computer stuff, and and if you ever need anything like that." And it turned out because of the project I'm working on that I had did have needs. For, like, simple little programs to be written. Okay? Sure. So I connect with him, and um, what did I say his name was in the Trello? <laughs> Max, sir. Okay, thank you. So uh, I <laughs> talked to Max on the phone. Well, you know what's really funny? And I'm probably going to take this out. His real name, This is the reason I didn't use his real name is you're never going to fucking guess what his real name is. Is it, like, super Google? No, it's Paul. And I was like, oh. Oh, everybody's <laughs> fucking name is Paul now. Yeah. So I'm like, ugh, I can't call him Paul. So really, the only reason I changed the name is because... Every story you talk about is someone story, named Everybody's Paul. name is Paul in these goddamn stories. <laughs> Meanwhile, Paul is not his real name. <laughs> <laughs> That's your own fault, because you could have called fake Paul anything you wanted. <laughs> I know. I should, I should probably change fake Paul's name. <laughs> so anyway, I talked to Max, and he's like... Oh my God, Mike, I'm not even joking. Max might be one of the most amazing young people I've ever spoken to. Okay. And I'm not going to get into specifics about his entire name or anything like that. Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another, a fake last name. Have you ever done a fake last name? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. His name is the equivalent of like Max Rubenstein. Okay. And so I'm talking to Max Rubenstein on the phone, and I really like Max Rubenstein. He's really, really smart. Yeah. And we and we talk for weeks. You know, he does this project for me. I pay him, and and he's like, oh yes, hello, I'm gonna do this for you, and you know, I'm like, so partially having to do with his voice and how like really smart he is, and just like very kind of like geeky voice. Have you met him in person? Never met him. I know nothing about him. His name's Max Rubenstein. I talked to him on the phone. He does. He's super fast with like these programs he writes for me it's crazy and uh so i'm talking to max rubenstein and it comes up and i i don't remember how it came up but it turns out max rubenstein is not i imagine like this like little nebbishy nerd with glasses and a f- afro and like like <laughs> like that right yeah and he's not no he's like a six foot two blonde kid <laughs> you know and i was like oh this is not who i thought this was at all and uh, anyway, the point is, he's going. So he's going to Harvard, yes, but he's taking a gap year. Okay. So he's going to be traveling um, all around the world. He's going to stop in England first, and then he's going to go to like Nepal and just like help poor people. Very cool. Yeah, uh, for like a year. But as he, that's why he was doing. That's why Naomi was trying to help him because he was trying to raise money for that before he left. Okay. Oh, how nice. Yeah, and he's just so fucking. You just every Naomi and I talked about this later. You just want to help Max. 
all the time. Like, anything Max does, you just want to be like, oh, and I'll help you with this, I'll help you with that. So it turns out Max really loves theater. Like we were on the phone once for like a couple hours because he loves musical theater so much. Mm-hmm. And so he's in, in England and he really wants to see Benedict Cumberbatch in Hamlet while well, he's in London. Sold out. The run is sold out completely. Yeah. So, but I happen to have a couple of connections. And so uh, I go, I'll tell you what, I will see what I can do to maybe get you a ticket to see Hamlet in London. So, Mike, I have to work so fucking hard. And by the way, just so you know, Max is like super mature. If you were to talk to Max, you would think you were talking to a contemporary. Okay. He's just very, he's super mature. So I'm working really hard because I really like Max to get him this ticket. So friend of the show, Paul, as we know, works in show business, and he worked tirelessly as well to help me get Max a ticket. I told him how awesome Max was, and he's a really good kid. And So Max does some magic, but the only thing is, I'm sorry, Paul Paul does some magic, not literal <laughs> magic, like he uses his tricks. What's so funny? That you're getting hung up on names. Oh. Max, I mean, Paul, but not yeah. the real Paul. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Paul. It does a lot of work to get, but he scores a ticket, right? And uh, Max had told us his rules. If he's going to pay for the ticket, he couldn't. He couldn't spend more than a hundred pounds, and he, you know, it had to be from this certain very small window. He was going to be in London, and so uh, there were a lot of false starts. But anyway, um, Paul calls me, friend of the show, Paul, who we all know. He says, "I have my assistant on the phone. We managed to score one ticket for tomorrow night." Uh, 60 pounds. It's, everything's perfect. I go, you know what? Let's take it. I will take it. I will buy it right now. Paul had said he'd pay me back, right? And I'm sorry. <laughs> Max said... <laughs> Max had said he would pay me back, okay? So... You need, like, one of those, like, charts that's in the front page of, like, Lord of the Rings that shows, like, what character is who... It's crazy. So Max had said he'd pay me back. And he, and so I buy the ticket and all of a sudden I and then I call Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this story is just fucked. This story is so I, fucked. Is it you're able to say his name if it's Paul, right? So like could you yeah. keep in that his name is actually Paul and we've been changing Pauls to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep all that in. I call Max, right? We'll just keep it with Max and just, this is funny. I call Max and I go, good news. Meanwhile, Max had emailed me this morning going, any any progress on the ticket? And I was like, oh, I'll check in. So I called him. I'm like, I, he just emailed me. I call him. I go, good news, uh, Max. I have a ticket for you. And he goes, oh my gosh, for when? I go, for tomorrow night. And I bought it already. And he goes, oh, and I go, what's wrong? He goes, I have plans tomorrow night. And I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> with his fucked plans. And I was like, well, what's going on? Is it another play? And he goes, no, I'm going to hang out with my cousin. I told him to hang out with him tomorrow night. And I go, listen, <laughs> your cousin, you can hang out with your cousin. He can go do something for two hours or three hours. Yeah. He's like, okay, all right, which is so weird because he is so mature. I was. This is when the eighteen-year-old came out. This yeah. is when like, oh, here's the eighteen-year-old who doesn't realize all the 
fucking work that went into this. Paul right? put in the real Paul. I mean, no, the fake Paul. You know, my friend Paul doesn't realize all the work that friend of the show Paul put in and Paul's assistant, and that I was having to bug Paul. Like all these people were working tirelessly to try and make this happen for him, and he's like, "I have plans," you know. Yeah. So he actually calls me the next day, the day the day the play's happening. He goes, I went to the box office, and they actually said that they'll sell the ticket for me. And then and they have a ticket. They just happen to have one ticket for tomorrow night. So I'm going to buy that ticket. And then when they refund you the money, you can just give me back the money. He had already paid me. You can give me back the money. And I was like, all cool. right. And then he emails me today, and he goes, did you get the money for the ticket? And I go, nope. They never, they never refunded me the money. He goes, all right, let me call the box office. And they weren't able to sell his ticket. <gasps> so, so what happens? I said, look. He's a kid. I go, look, Max. <laughs> How much was it, did you say? 60 pounds. That's like about 100 bucks. Okay. I go, in a year, you're just always going to remember that you hung out with your cousin and you got to see Benedict Cumberbatch in Hamlet. You know, you're not going to remember that 60 pounds. I'm not going to fucking give him the 60 pounds. Well, I'm not going to pay for a non-ticket that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and that's and his... you didn't make that choice to do that. Yeah, exactly. And he had told me on the email, he had said, like, oh, any day between the 21st and the 28th. So I felt it was in perfectly all right to, to fucking buy yeah. it right then. So It would hold up in people's court. Also, like he—he's not mad. This is the thing about Paul. He's so. This is the thing about Max. He is so <laughs> sweet. You know, he was like, "No, I totally get it. No, Joe, that's totally fine. Don't sweat it. You know, you're right. What at the end of the day, it's I got to hang, hang out with my cousin Nathaniel, and we um, and you know, I got to. But hang also, out. like, um, you should have told him, like, you know what, what you need to do, Max or. Paul or whatever the fuck your name is, you need to get your own uh, viral video. Then you'll have tons of money. <laughs> I know. Uh, everyone that listened to this, this story is so fucked. I am so sorry. It got off the rails because I was trying to remember who Max was and who Paul was. and The story was supposed to be a lot leaner than it was. I don't, I don't know how it Who got you are. <laughs> what? You accidentally called yourself the wrong name in that story. Yeah, I called my... I'm like, you know me, Paul. I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I gotta stop hanging out with people named Paul. Yeah, make that a rule. Yeah, like if you meet know. someone and you're like, "This person's cool," and then they're like, "My name's Paul," be like, mm, "Sorry, I got too many Pauls in my life already." Yeah, Joey, um, up here in San Francisco, uh, actually in a little suburb called Livermore, an elderly woman, possibly experiencing what they call pedal confusion plowed her Mercedes SUV through a gym where a number of people were in the middle of a group exercise class in Livermore early this morning, yesterday morning, and the crash happened just before 6.30 a.m. Tuesday and caused non-life-threatening injuries for five individuals in the class and claimed the life of one woman, a 49-year-old Livermore resident, who died at the hospital. It all happened at Lifestyle RX Gym, located... Uh, in Livermore, as I said, and uh, there's a photo with the story that shows that the car basically went through the gym. Like, it didn't like, oh, she smashed through the window. This lady went through the fucking gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, she's an elderly woman. She's in her 80s. Um, so I'm curious what this story brings up for me is like, do we, should we be testing 
elderly people more frequently so they could keep their license? Is that ageist? Um, what do you think about all of that? She was 84. Yeah, no, 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 oh, no, no, sure. no, no. She was 80. Coincidentally, this happened less than a day after an elderly man, age 84, plummeted off a cliff in his car at high speeds on Sutro Heights. My mom is in her early 60s, and I think she should be tested. Is How is that not ageist, though? Like, explain that to me. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, I think the first thing people think of is, like, well, you don't test everybody every year. Yeah, because, be no, no, hold on for a second. It's just, okay, so if we don't let children under 16 drive, is that ageist? Well, I think maybe that's a good point. Yeah, because the point is, there's a certain point where we realize that there is degeneration that occurs in the body, whether it be, and, and this is not, I'm not telling you uh, subjective things, there's there's definitely things as we get older, you're not as quick as you used to be, your sight is not as good as it used to be, the, the, your response time is not as quick as it used to be. That's why, I mean, look, this is why uh, athletes... Why can't athletes just play until they're 60s? Well, because by the time you're even in your 30s, you know, your body's already shutting down. It's only the really young guys who can withstand that sort of physical exertion. There's a, you have to recognize that there are certain points where your body starts to shut down. Now, that's obviously we're talking about high-performance athletics. But when you get to driving and you're 80, you just have to realize, listen, I can't see as well as I used to. My response time is not as good as it used to be my mental acuity is not as sharp as it used to be it's accepting that and, and again they're not saying i could see maybe ageism if you're like nobody over 80 can drive all they're saying is we're just going to test you more frequently which by the way you know happens when you're a drunk driver yeah but but i think being old is also the same as being a drunk driver in my book well this Thank pedal you. confusion thing um the santa monica guy a couple years ago oh yeah remember the farmer's market guy, that was pedal confusion too. How do you test for pedal confusion? Like that's something that happens because you get a little bit confused in the moment and you hit the wrong pedal and it's awful and you're trying to stop, but you're actually gunning through crowds of people and sometimes murdering a bunch of them with your huge chunk of metal that you're... Yeah, and they're not. And again, they, they their response time is so slow they don't realize that that's what they're doing until too late. I'm telling you, betting is already there and she's in her early 60s i see it yeah. well i don't want to like give my my mom's private business away but my mother was in a pretty awful car wreck she had like she totaled two cars in the course of like two years um one of them one of them was like traffic stopped on the highway really fast and like that happens and it was totally her fault and that's awful but the other one she's on the 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 street and she has like i want to say like a donut or a cookie on the passenger seat and traffic stops quickly so she stops but the donut falls to the floor so she reaches down to pick it up but when she does that she forgets that she should keep her foot on the brake and yeah. so her car goes yes hits into the car in front of her yeah mike yes i know i see this all the time with betty I I don't know. I understand the this is kind of ageist sort of like argument, but I think you're right. That like the fact of the matter is that your body is um, dying. There's and, nothing ageist about saying that your body changes as you get older. Yeah. Now, I guess the bigger question is how would this ever happen since old people vote more than anyone? Like, do you think it could ever happen with like AARP on your side and – um, just the number of old people that vote is this something that well now you're getting like political realities here um 
You know what I mean? You like, know, uh, but you we know, can make it a law without making it sent to a vote, but then well, those people know, that do it. I don't know if this is necessarily something that's up for legislation. The Department of Motor Vehicles is a bureaucracy, and they can make, I think, whatever rules that they want. Um, I don't, I don't even, I, you know what? I'm not too sure about that. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, 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 I've never been up for a vote on whether, like, Certain at certain rules about the Department of Motor Vehicles, what they certainly you have, certainly you have. In I want to say early two thousands, we voted on restrictive license for sixteen to eighteen year olds. Oh, we in did. California, yeah, huh. certainly we did. Oh well, then maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know um, specifics about that though. That's something we don't see a lot of like legislation about traffic laws, but. Certainly not statewide anyway. Well, one of the things you learn, though, is, and this is where it gets a little less political, politically tricky, is uh, a license to drive, and they tell you this at the DMV, is not a right, it's a privilege. And that's how it's sort of seen. So um, yeah, that doesn't mean that the voting block is any less angry, but come yeah. on. The truth is, these people should be tested at 75 and up. And again, it's sure. not saying we're taking away the license, just testing. Well, I think with the legislation I talked about, about provisional license for 16-year-olds, um, like when I turned 16, I was driving alone all the time. But I now know that that's not – like you're – there's like some sort of law like I can't – I actually know the law because I work with high school kids. They like can't, 16-year-olds they, can't drive with each other or something? Well, they can't – you can drive with like a sibling to and from school with a note from your parent uh, and you can't – but that's about it. And you can drive, obviously, with an adult over 25. You just can't drive. I don't know what the age is. Maybe it's 21. You just can't drive with another. You can't drive with other teenagers, for sure. Yeah. And uh, for like the first year or two, uh, you can't drive with them in the car. So, I mean, we made those laws because we realized it was dangerous to have kids driving, you know, with each other. And But kids don't vote. They don't, Mike Lawson. They sure don't. What's up in L.A.? Any other stories or any news stories you want to talk about? Bling Ring ex-con and friend tried to get men to rape celebrity facialist, prosecutors say. An already bizarre story gets weirder. A member of the Bling Ring, a teenage gang that broke into and burgled celebrity homes, including that of Paris Hilton and Orlando Bloom, and his friend are accused of harassing a celebrity facialist, including trying to get men from Craigslist to go to her house and rape her. Nicholas Prugo, 24, who previously spent a year in prison for being part of the infamous bling ring, infamous, infamous bling ring, was arrested yesterday for allegedly stalking a West Hollywood woman and her two adult daughters. Prugo's friend, Edward Feinstein, 31, was a... Do you think that's his boyfriend? Maybe. Is Prugo out? Um, I don't know. Uh, Prugo's friend, Edward Feinstein, was arrested on September 15th for the same charges and has since been released on $450,000 bail. The pair have been charged with stalking and solicitation of rape. If convicted, Feinstein faces up to seven years in prison, and Prugo could get 14 years due to his previous convictions. Mike Lawson, as an expert on the bling ring. <laughs> I saw the movie. That's more than I have. What can you tell me about this Nick Prugo? Uh, I just told you everything I know. Is he portrayed as gay in the movie? Because I've seen him, and he seems very gay. I have no idea. I forget. I mean, it's been over a year since that movie came out, right? Oh, it was like two years. Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. But anyway, my point is, what's wrong with these people? What is like? You know what's funny is I've read several stories about what happened. I still have. No, they have not said maybe because they don't know, and no one can speculate why he was trying to get why he got. All the stories I've read is where they met, 
right? The story's actually really crazy, actually. So this facialist, I can't remember her name. We'll just call her the facialist. We'll call her Paul. Um, <laughs> the facialist uh, met Prugo and Feinstein, who what, they're best friends. That's all I can say. We don't know if they're gay or not. She meets them, and they become friends, but then that's where it gets really hazy. But at a certain point, Prugo and Feinstein decide to start like playing like mean jokes on her, like having pizzas delivered to her house, and then trying to get you know the hilarious jokes of trying to get men to rape her uh, yeah. on Craigslist, <laughs> and um, they start doing all these cruel things for her. So some, she obviously did something to them to piss them off. But I, th- yeah. I get the impression from the stories that they still pretended to be her friend because in the story you read that she was the facialist was brought up on charges for threatening or trying to hire a hitman to kill some other competing facialist. What? Yeah. Now, she was actually acquitted because it turned out what she was saying, even the guy she was saying it to, no one ever took it as her trying to hire a hitman. She was just saying, like, God, I just wish she would drop dead. That's what she was saying, you know? And so uh, she was acquitted, right? But it turned out she was saying these things because she was thinking that the competing facialist that she was was brought up on charges against – that he was the one trying to get the men to rape her. Like um, the Feinstein guy was planning it in her brain, in the facialist brain, that this guy was the one doing it. So, I sort of I hate saying this because I feel like on a podcast about news stories we're supposed to act interested in all of them. I, the bling ring stuff, I care so little about all of this. Like I feel like those people are awful people. They but are. I also feel like the like oh they broke in and stole Paris Hilton's shoes. I kind of don't give a fuck about that either. I just don't care about any of this. Sorry. I don't know. Go ahead. Tell you, me pick this story, you pick this story because you think Nicholas Pergo is cute. No, I actually don't think he's cute. It. He has a weird mouth. No, I actually picked the... Like, let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the choice of the stories I had this week. I'm just so sick of always doing, like, murder stories. Like, I just so I've like, chose rape. <laughs> Mike, it was... Well, no one raped her. Um, it's always just like it takes forever to do anything in this world. Meanwhile, it's, it's faster to do anything in this world than it's ever been. But man, like it's taking three seconds to do something. Okay, here are the stories I had to choose from this week. Right? Um. Oh wait, why didn't this show up earlier? I want to do this story. My next story is is this. Okay, I'm changing my second story. But here's the other one. Hiker. Okay, so I was gonna do originally. I was gonna do a bullet train to Las Vegas. Yeah. Hiker finds a body in Angeles National Forest. I was gonna. I, that was a choice. Some high school football jerk smeared icy hot in his opponent's eyes. That was another choice. Creepy stalker smears spit and other bodily fluids on cars of female hikers. That was another choice. Those were my choices. It was all like, ugh. What do you choose among those horrible stories this week? I think my next story is going to be good, though. You choose a story like this one, uh, Joe. Meanwhile, no by the way, zone. for the record, I want everyone to know, I never judge Mike Lawson's stories. Thank you. Go ahead. I I said at the beginning of it, Thank I you. know I'm supposed to act interested. I just don't give two shits about any of these people. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. Um, no tech zone sign appears at Alamo Square. gets promptly removed. Uh, someone... Joey, possibly a local artist. Great follow-up story. Printed up a rather professional-looking street sign that was very professionally bracketed 
to a lamppost. Yeah, never judge my stories. There you go. Well, no, if I'm doing it. Bracketed to a lamppost. Can we get through this? I'm so over this now. Bracketed to a lamppost under some parking signs on the eastern edge of Alamo Square on Monday. Um, You probably saw it, uh, Joey, if you clicked in. But as uh, those that aren't looking at it, the sign says no tech zone. It says there's a $300 fine for using cell phones or tablets. Uh, this comes after, I mean, we talked a couple weeks ago with the No More Chinese story about the hate for people in tech. Yeah. So this is just another example of anti-tech sentiment around town. And this one doesn't attack tech workers so much as it's targeting everyone with a healthy cell phone addiction, which is pretty much everyone under a certain age. And uh, is this really moving the conversation forward? Um, everyone enjoys a nice executed joke with a political cultural overtone, but, uh, what do you think about this? Well, do we know exactly what, how do we know what they mean actually with this no tech? Uh, what do you mean? Like, in other words, you just said, oh, this, this isn't attacking so-and-so, it's attacking these group of people. Well, it's cause it's saying it's broader is what I'm saying. It's not saying no tech workers. It's saying no cell phones, no tablets, no laptops, which is. Oh, it says those other things too. Yeah, but it doesn't say, like, you know, people who work in tech. That's what I'm saying, is it's not necessarily attacking one person. It's much more broader. I mean, look, I could totally understand the the no tech people sentiment, because they're ruining your beautiful city. But um, if they're attacking, like, no cell phones and no tablet, that's dumb. Even though I I will... Go ahead. Well, I'm a part of the conversation. I'm not saying I agree with this, but, like... People are almost calling it hate speech that, like, yeah, well, that's just, change the word tech to something else and change it to a group of people. No, because tech is not a group different. of people. If I say no burgers, it's not hate speech. Right. Well, I mean, and that goes back to the point I just made about how they said no tech and not no tech people. But people are reading it as this tech-free zone is, like, in line with all the people who are... Well, these are people who really suffered, really never suffered real uh, discrimination in their life. <laughs> because if True. you just, yeah. Uh, but, but what I was going to say was, you know, uh, I'm starting to suffer from, again, speaking of ageism and your body breaking down, I'm starting to get the early signs of it. It's really annoying of that, like, um, cell phone neck or thing. Have you never heard about this? No. Where a lot of chiropractors are saying that they have people coming in with, like, neck problems because they're looking at their cell phones all day. And I'm getting neck problems from when just from having my neck down all the time. So whenever I use my cell phone a lot during the day at night, I'll have like like really like sore neck, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. I guess I get I'm start getting like goggles <laughs> and have my cell phone up against the goggles so I don't have to bend my neck. So yeah, I'm already getting those like weird arthritic or I don't know if it's arthritis or muscle shit from like having my neck bent over all day looking at a cell phone or a tablet. So, in a weird kind of way, maybe if we did get rid of all the tech stuff, it would help my neck. Thank you. You're welcome. What's up in L.A.? Um, Mike, this is a good story. I don't know why I didn't see this when I first did my first pass. Violence erupted Sunday at a Burbank, California Costco after an elderly shopper reprimanded a 24-year-old man for allegedly eating too many Nutella samples. According to police, Derek Garabigi punched the 78-year-old victim in response to the allegations of hazelnut spread hoarding. The LA Times reports that as the older man reached for the delicious treat, Garabigi reportedly snatched the remaining samples away. Undeterred by their 54-year-age 
age difference, the older man confronted Garabigi and asked for a sample. The victim told Mr. Garabigi that he wanted a sample and he shouldn't take so many, Burbank Police Sergeant Claudio Losaco told the Los Angeles Times. This didn't sit well with Garabigi, who allegedly responded by punching the older man just above his left eye, resulting in a one-inch gash and enough swelling that the man required hospitalization. Garabigi was arrested and is being held in lieu of $50,000 on charges of elder abuse, with an additional charge that he inflicted significant bodily harm on a person over 70. If oh, elder abuse is, a heart, is different than just, like, um, hitting somebody? Well, that, I would think that you would need, I mean, we don't know what happened there, but I would think to get an actual case of elder abuse, you would need to show that he... Did it because he was elderly or something? Yeah, but maybe, we don't know, maybe this guy said something to him, you know, that would put it over the top. Hmm. We don't know what was said. But I, I, I was shocked to see there's a charge called assault on someone over 70. Yeah. And there's also a uh, um, charge. It's called assault while under the in- while intoxicated by Nutella. That's a that's weird. I know there's all these bizarre uh, assault charges that we never knew about. I've never had Nutella. Have you? I have, and I don't love it. I know that that's kind of unpopular to say, but what does it taste like? Um, it's like hazelnut spread. It's really sweet. Not my favorite thing. I don't know. What's funny, before there was this Nutella craze, you know, he used to love Nutella. He used to try and, you know, she had to work a little harder to get it was uh, Mandy. Remember Mandy? Mm-hmm. She loved Nutella. But, I, you know, that wasn't a big thing then. But uh, I don't uh, see why it's so good that this guy got in a fight with about for about it. That sounds, but, you know, you go to this Costco, man, and people go crazy over a, a fucking little free sample of like a, a mini quiche. And they're like, oh, you know, the mini quiche. I, I never, I'm like, first of all, look, if you're hungry, a Costco hot dog is like a fucking dollar fifty, dude. Do you think he was hungry or, I mean, the guy had anger issues, obviously, right? Oh, clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Um, now, what do you think about the Costco samples? Do you, is that something you walk around and get when you go? I rarely get them. I rarely, unless, I'll be honest with you, unless they're like, here's when I get it's out of pity. Because if, like, you know, whenever there's, like, again, like, the mini quiches, the uh-huh. mini quiches, it'll be, like, a crowd of people, like, waiting in line. They'll wait until the mini, the next back batch of mini quiches are done. They'll sit there and wait, right? Yeah. But then there'll be a woman who's giving out, like, fucking, like, broccoli on a, on a Triscuit, you know? <laughs> on a toothpick. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, I feel sorry for this woman. And here's the thing. They must have some, they must have like secret shoppers who go around and check on them because they'll be talking to nobody. There'll be nobody <laughs> around and, and there'll be no one around. And they'll be like, come get your delicious cauliflower toothpick. Uh, only four ninety nine in aisle four. Frozen. Get them delicious, healthy, perfect snacks for your children. You know, and you're like, oh, this poor woman. No one's ever around. So I'll how have- effective do you think the spiel is? Like, do you yeah. think people are like, oh my god, this mini quiche is so good. I want to have these at home. I'm gonna tell you-, you something. I'm gonna tell you something. Actually, I was at Costco the last time I was at Costco. This woman, again, I felt sorry for her, and she had trail mix, okay? And there was nobody getting her trail mix. This trail mix was so delicious. 
I was like, where is this trail mix? And she's like, oh, it's right there at the end of the aisle. And I went and picked up a, a, a bin of this trail mix. And it was gone within four days. Really? It was delicious. Tra- it was so good, this trail mix. I'm going to find out what it is and tell you. You should get it. Now, do you think this guy, whatever his name is, is going to use like a Twinkie defense sort of thing? That he was hopped up on Nutella. That he's a twink? No. That he's hopped up on Nutella and that's why he was awful and punched this guy? Oh, he f- 11 years in prison if convicted, right? Yeah, I saw that. Wow. And there's no Nutella in prison. <laughs> no. No, there's a black guy named Nutella who's going to have sex with him. He's not ugly. No. He's actually really kind of cute, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, I have a question. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this an hour and three minutes in. A topic for, I don't know. What are, Do you have any thoughts on this Stonewall movie? Mm, no, I mean, I don't. I'm happy to just kind of watch people talk about what it means and stuff like that. I'm so fucking angry about it. And, of course, I had a great discussion about it with cousin of the show, Richard, who, of course, had a lot to say about it. It, it, it yeah. really is. I'm sure his perspective is good. I'm no, I don't know if I'm allowed to compliment him. <laughs> yeah, don't, please don't comment on it. I'll just comment for you. But this Roland Emmerich should be so disgusted with himself and the people in Hollywood should be so disgusted with themselves. Also, just so you know, it's well known. This is documented, by the way. This is, I'm not saying anything out of turn here. Roland Emmerich has, is gay, which he talks about in his stories, and has these like gay Twinkie parties. And it's a clearly evident that uh, that's the case here with this movie. Casting, um, just the fact that he had like a white, hunky Twinkie guy you know, being the guy who throws the first stone, rock or brick or whatever in this riot is so fucking disgusting. I'm going to leave it. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I completely agree with every horrible review out there. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a disgrace. I want to address one thing and then I'll bail out of this. I want to say one thing. Miss Roland Emmerich is going around saying, like, I didn't write a movie to be history. You know, gay people. Let me tell you this. I'm a magician. <laughs> And every time people talk to me about Houdini, they more times than not, they'll be like, didn't Houdini die doing uh, an illusion on stage? And the reason they ask that is because that's how they just depicted his death in the Houdini movie starring Tony Curtis. So what I'm trying to say, and that's not true, by the way, that's not how Houdini died. Um, what I'm trying to say is people watch these movies and have a mistaken notion of that's what history is. So when you make a movie like this, even though you say, oh, I didn't make it to be history, that's what people think happened. And they think that's historical fact. My parents think it with this butler, too, by the way. The movie Lee Daniels, The Butler. That movie's another inaccurate piece of shit, too. Thank yeah, you. and did you know that Forrest Gump never met President yeah, but Mike, uh, that's, can... but Forrest Gump isn't Forrest Gump isn't portraying a, a historical moment in history. Yeah, the butler. But, I mean, saying, the point the point that people make when they're drawing those parallels is like, well, we create a character so that we could tell the story of history, and this white twink that is in the Stonewall movie is similar in that they, you know what I mean? Like they created the character so they could tell the Vietnam War with Forrest Gump. They created this white twink so that they could tell. Use but it you, as a but you, but you don't need story. to do that. The story is already there. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying that that's an argument that's made. I'm not saying it's that a retarded it, argument because here's the thing: is there's, I mean, look, it's, it's not it, retarded. I don't like that argument. Then, so the point is that this is an actual event that happened, and it is something where like there's so much, there's such a good story to be told because, you know, the truth of the matter is it was blacks and Latinos who were a big part of, it, especially particularly uh, African American. Uh, 
I don't know if it was a drag queen or a transgender person. I don't know how she identified herself at the yeah. time. Well, but, we didn't really use half the language we used. Yeah. So, um, but the point is know. where they just said, you know what? Enough is enough. And it has to do, I think, a lot with when you are a subject of oppression, the way Latinos, so in other words, Latinos and blacks, even now, but especially at that time, were already facing oppression. And now to have it even more so now because they're gay, they were just like, fuck this. And now they just finally fought back. Now, and there's a definite story you could be that can be told, but then, you know, I would even have more respect for it if they used a made up person of color. But, the, but what it is, it's like a white, almost weird, different version of colonization where they're like, we're going to now sure. take the story back. You I know? understand that. What would you feel if it was this made-up white character, the Forrest Gump of Stonewall, whatever, mm-hmm. and the story was historically accurate? So it was a um, transgendered person or drag queen oh, okay. who threw the first brick in. Like, it was historically accurate, but it was told through the eyes of this Twinkie white kid. Were the observer... But like yeah. we still see, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd have as much of a problem with that. I think the Vanity Fair um, review really, really captures it. Where the headline is, it's um, terribly offensive and offensively terrible, or something. Where it's also just not a good movie. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that's part of the problem. Is it's those two things where it's not a good movie and it does these horrible things. And also, you can just see, you know, that apart from let's take away what I said, you can clearly see the director's sort of intention because there's a part in the i don't remember if it's in the gawker review or if it's in the vanity fair review where they talk about how the characters go to a a leather bar and they were saying that it was laughable because and this is a gay podcast so people won't know what i'm talking about with little explanation but they were saying that the people at this leather bar were more bellamy than tama finland Hmm. you know which for people who aren't gay who listen or aren't into gay culture like that bellamy is known for being like european like beautiful like twinkie models is that what you'd call mike lawson yeah like hairless yeah like yeah hairless really pretty whereas the leather community is known for being very hairy and muscular and butch and i think tama finland sort of exemplifies that look where it's like very muscular very overtly super masculine men and uh, that's what's sort of in the leather community and what they like. But the fact that Roland Emmerich, who's super into Twinkie Boys, puts twinks in a leather bar is already like, this this guy, what is up with him? So anyway, uh, Stonewall, don't go see it. Thank you. Fa- so after you see the movie next week, what else do you got I will never on? see that movie. I will. In fact, I just saw someone posted something that it's so great that it only has like uh, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. What does it have? I haven't looked today. Maybe it was a day ago. But the, the Rotten Tomatoes, were, it's really, really bad, the consensus. What do you got? going on next week next week mike lawson i am going to gay days at disneyland are you really <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna go one day because on have saturday have you ever been before uh well it's so funny that you say that yes i have been before not in years i haven't been in years but i went to the very last disney used to do an official the disneyland at least used to do an official gay night uh, and i went to the very last one of those and i think i actually talked about it on the show and then um I also happened to go one weekend where I went a little early with my brother, and he happened to wear a red shirt. <laughs> and people were like, hey. <laughs> my brother's just wearing like a red shirt. If uh, you don't know, gay days at Disneyland, uh, gay people wear red shirts so we could identify one another. And it's like a big party. It's unofficial. It's not Disney endorsed, but it's a good time. Yeah. So, uh, and then on Saturday, I'm going to, and I'm telling you, there's going to be a story in a couple of weeks. The wedding of my friend Deepika. 
who oh. it's she's Indian and it's going to be a, a very fierce, dramatic Indian wedding. But I'll tell more about it when I talk about it. Cool. Is uh, Neve from Catfish going to be there? <laughs> I was just telling somebody about that. Uh, you know what? I should is ask he... her. There is a good chance he will be. Oh, my God. Please take a picture of him with oh, you, you, think he's you and him. Uh, he's my favorite person on the planet. What? I hear he's an I hear he's an asshole IRL, but he's really hot and his character is so fun. Oh, Deepika likes him. I don't know. That's a good question. I should ask. I have to talk to her today anyway. Um, Joey, next week I well, I'm going to San Diego in like an hour, uh, so that's happening. And then uh, uh, Saturday we're having a big party, like the moon, something Chinese with the moon. I thought you were going to San Diego. Cakes. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. Uh, but I get home late at night, so the party should still be happening. But well, uh, depends on what whether Cardo and Alice gonna fight or not. Yeah, the part there will be a lot of plantains eaten. <laughs> no, what do you think? Like, that's not a moon; it's a plantain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was a moon. <laughs> uh, so that's happening. So cool. All right. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, um, um. Um, uh, um. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.